welcome to Babes on the Brink, where we are covering The Traitors USA Season 2. Joining me is my number one faithful, Chili Philly. How are you? Hello. It's, it's always so nice to have you host and I can be reminded of what an appropriate introduction is for a podcast. Oh my goodness. I always feel like I flop whenever it's me and Mel. No, you two have been absolutely nailing it. I've been loving listening to your coverage of The Traitors UK. Um, and I feel like I did have a whole bunch of things to come on and argue with about it, but I just had a scone so delicious. It's actually blown all thoughts out of my brain. Oh, well, like, Live Love amazing. Ireland at the moment. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, for context, you're not here. Yes, I've flown all the way to Ireland to get uh, boots on the ground to mourn Diane in Traitors UK, <laughs> but we're talking about the US today. I didn't introduce myself. I am Annabelle of the Traitors Australia season two, but we are all about week two, episode four, USA. And we left last week on a cliffhanger. We didn't know who Parvati was going to hand off the poison chalice to. And, oh my lord, no, sweet baby Jesus, <laughs> not Ekin I know. Do you know what is so funny? So one of my friends who does watch Love Island UK... Uh, she decided she was going to watch this because Ekansu was on it. And so I asked her, I was like, hey, Greta, what's her deal? Like, let me know what, what, why is she so good? I know she won, but, you know, and um, she sent me all these audio, video clips of, um, audio clips, I mean, of why Ekansu was such like a character and why people loved her and all this sort of stuff. And so it did actually make me really excited to see sort of how Ekansu panned out over the season. And the funny thing is, technically this is the fourth episode of her. So it's not like she didn't last that long or anything like that. But I was actually kind of sad that she was the one who ended up, because I don't think, did we, I think we sort of said somebody like Trishel or something like that, right? Mm. Yeah, so talk talk to me. I, I feel, so everyone, if you've not already listened to it, my other third, Nikai Danza, did a really great deep dive with Rob, Sasha and Puya on The Housewives over on Rob Has a Podcast. So that gave us a really good insight into Phaedra, into MJ, Larsa, um, Sheree. But we, I, I don't know anything about Ek and Sue. Um, and I actually don't know anything about... Peter, our himbos, Bergie. So Chili Philly, do you want to give us a, a little bit of the rundown on, on Ek and Sue's backstory? All I know is that when interviewed and who does she think should be on season three of The Traitors, she said Donald Trump, which has uh, caused <laughs> a bit of a stir on Twitter. So well, what should we know about her? Um, so what I gathered, and you know, this is now third-hand information of somebody's <laughs> presence on a tv show that i have not watched but from what i gathered was that ekansu sort of was 
I guess if, if you think about Love Island and from what, what I gathered from Love Island is that, you know, it's a bunch of young people in a house. There's a lot of coupling um, and there's, I guess there's a lot of sort of social strategy with the coupling and connections and all this sort of stuff. Uh, but from what got explained to me was that basically the earlier seasons, they had alcohol. And then in these sort of more later seasons, there's no alcohol and it's sort of strictly them sort of running on themselves. And basically Ekansu sort of was... I'll keep wanting to say revolutionary, but I guess she was just sort of a a character that sort of still pushed on with the sort of behaviour that would uh, be a product of the alcohol <laughs> in earlier seasons. Okay. She's a messy, she's a messy yes. queen. Is so she's hearing. a messy queen and she had a lot of drama, but um, I think because it tapped into what people liked initially, that is why she became a really popular character and I'm pretty sure she won and, I'm pretty sure she only just recently broke up with the guy she ended up with and all this sort of stuff. So basically she's a very good reality TV person. Okay. Well, I can see that. And I think even if they weren't being served on her season of Love Island, it's safe to say Ekin Sue doesn't mind a little tipple. She doesn't mind a little tipple. Well, well, I think all these people seemingly are obsessed with drinking, which I guess makes sense. They're all from shows where there is a lot of drinks. Well, except for Survivor, I guess, but don't they drink a lot on the challenge? They do drink a lot on the challenge. Um, It is rationed. It's a treat on Big Brother. But, um, okay, so when we get to see the handoff, Ekin Sue is pretty plastered. She's kind of falling all over the place. She's shouting loudly about how they need to get out the traitors. Um, Parvati manages to give her a little sip of wine, which Ekin Sue then immediately throws the glass back to her, stumbles into Parvati and starts drunk gushing about how much she loves her. The whole thing was so smooth. Dan, who knew Parvati was trying to hand off the drink to someone, was standing right next to Parvati and Ekin Sue, didn't even notice it happened. No, that, it's so crazy because obviously now, and... Sorry for speaking about Traders UK. They just happen to be literally happening right alongside one another. But we've seen two results of the same thing. And the way that Parvati did it was so much more natural than what happened on UK that it's sort of an example of how it can be done successfully and how it can't be done successfully. And uh, it is, I think it really is. And I think we talked about it when we talked about it last week. It has to be sort of a gesture that's a little bit more you know, there's more people around. It has to be something that's less identifiable as, do you want this drink? <laughs> and then you just throw it yeah. in their face, you know. It, it, even if it is a Hail Mary, like you're saying, just put it in the middle and see what happens. It almost was that scenario. Basically, Parv entered the room, sussed out who was the drunkest person, basically, and could just p- pass it to them. And nobody, that's why there was no suspicion in that moment because nobody would have been looking. Totally. Emergent strategy. I think we found the best way to play this. Hand the chalice to someone who's too wasted to remember they took it. Yes. You heard it here. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, Diane. Oh, sorry, Diane. I don't know why I said sorry, Diane. Sorry, Diane. 
but yes, many victims, rest in peace. So, all right, so we see that and now we're heading down to breakfast. And this was quite fun because we get all the traitors in first, Dan and Phaedra arrive. And they have no idea who Parvati handed the chalice off to. Phaedra basically doesn't want to participate in the game full stop, really. She's just there for TV moments. Dan didn't notice it happening straight in front of his eyes. So when Parv comes in third, she reveals it was Ekansu. Phaedra is fanning herself. Not Ekansu. Sweet baby Jesus, <laughs> not Ekansu. <laughs> Wait, remind me, who did Phaedra want? Phaedra had no input. (laughs) So Phaedra actually didn't even chat to them about it, (laughs) didn't catch up with them, was just like, I'm just going to let Dan and Parvati handle this. Um, Uh, And then, but was still very angry when she saw Parvati hovering around the housewives with the chalice. uh, So Yeah, no. Yes, but yeah, in some ways I do love Phaedra, in some other ways... Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that said, Phaedra's still a little bit miffed that it, it was Ekansu who got the chalice because um, that's who Phaedra actually voted to banish at the round table last night. And we start yeah. to see the seeds here of breakfast, at breakfast of the Phaedra versus Parvati of it all. We get a confessional from Phaedra saying people don't really like Parvati. They think she's a traitor, that she's worried that Parvati's accidentally putting heat on her. Do you think it's accidental, Phil? No. <laughs> no, it's uh, not. Are uh, we... Are we... Is this not a winner of Survivor who's played four times or is it not, you know, like let's not pretend that obviously the show wants a little bit more sort of mystique around what people are doing, but, you know, there's absolutely no way that Parv wouldn't be doing something without some sort of intent. Yeah. Um, Now we start to see there's a few other things that this breakfast lays the groundwork for. And I think the the other key piece of this episode is the housewives versus gamers of it all. Um, And this is kind of spelt out by Janelle most clearly, but CJ, CT, sorry, touches on it here as well. So we've got the housewives that's... um, Sheree, Larsa, MJ, um, Tamara, or Tamara, sorry. I think I've covered all of them. And then we've got the gamers who are Dan, CT, Sandra, Parvati, um, and Janelle. Now she doesn't, Janelle leaves Trishelle out of this, but Trishelle's definitely part of that group too. Yeah. Now the third group, Janelle labels as who she thinks are faithful, but I think she's just being kind. These are the himbos. Yes. Last week we said it was himbos and housewives. Yep. We've got the himbos, Bergie, um, oh gosh, what's that other guy called? Peter. Peter yep. And Kevin. Yep. So they're kind of our floaters. Um, yes. What, what did you think about how this game's kind of turning into a bit of alliance mode? Well, I feel like it was just inevitable because especially the housewives and co they're actually constantly labeled as the bravo people which i'm very surprised that they keep getting referred to as instead of just like the housewives or whatever um but i guess shars is on bravo yeah so basically yeah so mj's from shah 
Charles, not housewives, but is yep. part of the Bravo network. And um, we did hear from Nick Idanza that a lot of these housewives have actually been fired from the housewives network. So <laughs> Phaedra is no longer on the housewives. Well, that's anymore. why I guess she's, she's credited Bravo show. Yeah. She's yes. credited as that other show. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, they are the Bravo network. I, and I agree. I think it's inevitable. And also because they're going to want to play very different kinds of games. Yeah. I can't imagine the housewives know much about this sort of thing. And yeah. we even, yeah, like someone like Dan is going to want to go in there, game the numbers, same with Sandra. So trying to play the game you want to play with people who who have that same feeling is going to be a lot more fun. Well, yeah, of course. And this is such a different game via this. It's your base. This is less so that you're playing the traders and more so you're playing your version of the traders versus a bunch of people who are playing their own version of the traders. I feel like with all civilians, everybody is generally on the same page and it's just up to them what, how, what level of expertise or knowledge they have of the show. But I feel like mm. this is literally a situation where by default, all the people who play the strategy TV show, so Challenge, Survivor, Big Brother, they're all together because that those are shows that are based around a game. Uh, obviously, the people who are all a part of shows, ironically, Kevin was a part, also a part of a show that's similar to Housewives and Shars, but, you know, there's these shows where they, it involves you acting as of uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um but you know they they do their real life and then you have this other version where it's actually kind of in between where bachelor love island um politics i don't know john knows <laughs> the, the game yeah. that he plays um <laughs> Well, John doesn't get mentioned at all here. John's in no group. John is is John part of the Himbos? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's considered think a, himbo. a himbo. Well, hey, I after the himbo. asthma asthma thing, I think he's well square in Himbo Alliance. Uh, <laughs> well, because not to skip ahead, but Sheree just votes for him because she knows he's definitely a faithful. Going back to Janelle's assessment of them, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, those sort of shows play in between those things where they, there is elimination stuff like that, but it's also still quote unquote based in thoughts and feelings and all that sort of thing. So yeah, it's just inevitable. Yeah, totally. Um, and I don't, I don't, I've heard on other podcasts, people kind of criticizing this as a strategy and yes, you do obviously need to identify and work out who the traitors are, but I don't hate it as a strategy. I mean, the idea is to keep in my opinion, my interpretation of the game is you want to keep in your traitor because you need someone to protect you from murder. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody like Sandra, you would want to keep on side CT, Dan, Parvati, other gamers who might be traitors and get out, target the other side because the traitors are presumably going to be spread around as Parvati points out. I mean, she has all the information if there are five housewives on the show, yeah. one of them is going to be a traitor. Yeah. And even I feel like it's a bit unders undersold, but, you know, housewives technically even has their own all-star version of housewives, you know. Mm. It's, it's not like these people literally live their lives on TV and then there's absolutely no... They have a, a convention 
Mm. You know, like they are definitely multiple ways. I feel like the Bravo people probably on paper interact way more than any of the Survivor or Big Brother people do. You just happen to have six people of the same franchise, well, seven if you include Bananas, who happen to also have been on seasons with one another. But if you had, let's say, Kelly Wentworth and Sandra, they were never on the same season. So, of course, they're not going to necessarily have the same connection. So I do find that really interesting too. Yes, absolutely. Um, Now, one of my favourite conflicts of this episode, which also starts at breakfast, is the Kimbo Kevin versus housewife Tamara Evan. (laughs) Um, Tamara does not care for Kevin. She finds him highly annoying to the point where she wants to think he's a traitor just so she can get rid of him. And a lot of this seems to stem around his eating habits. (laughs) Kevin eats with his mouth open. (laughs) How dare he? How dare he in this game? I'm with Tamara on this one. (laughs) I hate it when people eat with their mouth open. They chomp. It's something I've despised since I was a little kid. Um, it's repulsive. If you're someone who does it, uh, please cease and <laughs> desist. Um, you, I would need to be down the other end of the breakfast table from Kevin. I'm, well, I'm totally team Tam- Tamara on this. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Who, I, they're not, unless it's your kink, then you probably love watching people eat with their mouth open. But I do not literally need to see a banana go from the form of banana into indescribable mush, you know? So, no, I totally agree. Um, it's just hilarious that this is sort of a a plot point in this game of strategy. <laughs> Obsessed. Um, so, Alan comes in. Every, oh, and I should mention at this point, the traitors are kind of freaking out because Ekin Sue's now coming in and everyone's wondering why is this woman still alive? <laughs> Phaedra wants to know if she's the second coming of Jesus. Um <laughs> And we get Alan Waltz in and announce that someone has been poisoned. And big brain Peter says, I think it's someone who was given a drink. Da-na-na. Snaps for Peter. Snaps for Peter. He's yeah. not just a follower. No. So uh, post-breakfast is where we start to kind of really see the ball rolling in two ways Larsa is rallying the housewives and says look I think it's an alpha leading the traitors (laughs) um we talked a little bit about this last week and and that this through line continues now what do you have any developing thoughts on this theory well I I have to start with I can't believe Larsa thought that this whole first four episodes was about an attack on her um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're targeting every single person I ever interacted with. Oh my God. It's like, I'm pretty sure you, there's only one person who's actually relevant to you out of the <laughs> the previous, however many people. She's got major main character syndrome. Let's yeah. be honest. Which, Hey, at the end of last week, I was on her side, but I feel like she dropped the ball just a little bit. And then obviously what happens happens. Her reads are pretty solid, though. I mean, this I don't think that this alpha strategy and that the person who would want to target all of these men is probably a man yeah. isn't... I mean, we know no, that that it's is right. accurate. And she's, she actually narrows it down 
to see T and Dan. Yeah. Which I think is even better. Yeah, she she's fully right. I feel like just unfortunately, I feel like this is where the actual sort of like I played, a, I'm playing a strategy game versus I'm doing TV sort of accidentally sort of doesn't quite work out because really if she was playing the game for real, like they probably all got appearance fees already, you know, like they, she's not, she's not clamoring for this money, but if she was truly, she would have pushed for that to happen and she clearly did not do it enough for it to result in what she was saying and so that was that's that's where I where I think she just dropped the ball I feel like she just isn't she just wasn't actually playing she was playing the game of tv but not the traders proper yeah and listening to Nick unpack it was really interesting because all of these people who've been fired are having to really compete hard to stay on television now and so their number one priority is being good television and you can yeah. see that is a priority and I think that's where the housewives are really falling apart a little bit because they're so chaotic they mm. are not voting together no. um they even though they don't vote for each other their votes are all over the place at this round table yeah. which we'll eventually get to um and when they're facing which would be fine, say, on another season. But when they're facing so many competition reality people yeah. who are so used to playing games where you vote in alliance blocks, yep. they need to get it together. Yeah, they they would have played well on the previous season, basically. Yes, exactly. Um, and so then we've got, on the other side of things, the gamers are looking at Ekansu. Janelle just seems to hate Ekansu. I don't really know why, but she does. Um, and everyone is is happy to jump on board with that. Apparently it was very fake how she was drunk and loud about getting the traders. I was like, yeah, it is very fake. She's hamming it up for television. It's not that she's a traitor. So, again, this this weird sort of line, the lines of, because this is so funny because it, it sort of reminds me of how, you know, where when people get defensive, they're like, well, you're a traitor because you're being defensive and la 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 on uh, seasons with civilians. This is like the weird inverse of that where it's like, well, you're being fake. And it's like, yeah, but they're also doing that for a, a proper, like yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a specific line that you're all doing, but for some reason, everybody wants to misinterpret it as the thing that plays into their hand. But it's like, you're all doing the same thing. You're all being defensive. You're hamming it up. You're all doing, it's just bizarre to me. Yeah, and competing for camera time, sweetie. That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, we also get a bit of a meeting. So Pav and Dan are, are working tightly as a pair. Dan tells us that um, basically Phaedra's not getting any heat on her. Pav does have a little bit. So it behooves him to work with poverty to throw Phaedra under the bus a little bit. And I, mm -hmm. I do agree that that, that works well for him and is a good strategy. I also wonder how much of it is kind of what I was speaking about before, where Phaedra's not going to work with Dan in the way that he probably wants to play the game. Like, it's going to be more fun for him to have strategic discussions, and he's just not going to be able to do that with Phaedra. Yeah, because I think Phaedra thinks the role of a traitor is to literally just not be caught. And she's not wrong, honestly. Like she's, she's not wrong. Like she's fully, she's got that down, but obviously as somebody who hasn't, I, you have to assume she's 
barely watched the show. So she doesn't understand how, how, what pans out over the whole season. Is it that three people basically just do nothing and then they murder people and then that's it. So unfortunately, yeah, she'll never play the game that the other two want to play, but I don't think it's because she's uh, doing it in spite of them or anything. I just feel like her perception of the game is literally that anyone but me. Mm. I think the only major flaw that she's missed, that the piece she has missed is the incentive yeah. for the other traitors to turn on each other. Yeah. Like she genuinely seems to think that all three of them should stick together. And they all like, win. And they all win together and they they keep heat off each other. What she, The only piece she's missing is that she should not be trusting Dan in poverty. And that's why I think she's so shocked when it comes to light this episode that poverty is trying to put heat on her. And even now she, she seems to think it might be an accident. Well, yeah. And that's, and that's the hilarious thing is that just her reaction, you know, if, cause it wasn't that Parv came to the round table and specifically was like Phaedra, you blah 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 that's what in the past we have seen uh at traders tower when the traders really have that sort of argument uh this is a weird circumstance where phaedra has it has sort of by proxy been sort of i don't know called out or whatever as being a part of a group of people not not specifically and yet she's taking it as a direct dig because it happens to be one of the traders it's just really interesting. I just find that really fascinating because, you know, normally people would be like, okay, noted, you're coming for me. I'm going to come for you. But we have to do some sort of layers in Trader's Tower where we're like, yep, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if what Phaedra's saying is right and everybody fucking despises poverty for whatever reason, well, what Phaedra should have been doing is now throwing Parv out there, you know? But instead she sort of weirdly going ah pub what are you doing how dare you no one even likes you it's like that's not gonna do anything yeah. she, she doesn't understand how to play the game but she understands how to make amazing television mm -hmm. we get to the mission um yeah. which is honestly an awesome mission i i loved it on both um both versions the first thing i noticed though phil is um so in this mission they're they're basically doing a funeral march everyone is in funeral wear and then they get a series of clues as they narrow down the group to three and one of those final three has been murdered if they group guesses it correctly then they get some money but that person is dead the number one thing I noticed was the difference between the UK civilians and how they dressed yeah. versus these celebrities. Yes. Over half of the women were wearing veils mm. on the US yeah. and Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was almost like they got different prompts. Uh, obviously, you don't watch Drag Race, but one of the things uh, they do is say they pre-tell the queens, you know, these are the these are the runways and the challenges and bring outfits for them. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, clearly they were like, for the US people, they're like, bring a funeral outfit. You're going to do something to do with a funeral. So obviously all of them just glammed it up. Uh, you know, I feel like it was maybe Lassa or somebody was wearing like a full bodysuit or something, you know, full sequin bodysuit. Uh, while I feel like in the UK, they were just like wear black clothes. 
No, I disagree. I bet they were both told dress for a few, oh, yeah, and these were. celebrities <laughs> were just so extra about it. <laughs> they were like, no. oh, so the the civilians were literally like, yes, I will dress like I'm at I would a dress literal how I funeral. I would go to a funeral, and the celebrities were like, oh my god, I'm gonna dress like I murdered my husband, and I'm pretending to be sad. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No. I see that. I see it. <laughs> Um, we find out here that Phaedra is a mortician, like terrifying. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really think we need to go through all of the clues, just some of the highlights in the first one. We've got to work out (laughs) who is born in the same year as another player. Which, um, I will note that like their questions were more almost like getting to know you sort of questions while the... UK one was like this, who had a shield? Who had this? Things that they could actually answer. They should, yes. re- they were real gimme, at, gimme, gimme questions. They were, they were. I mean, I think the highlights of this are Sandra casting shade <laughs> on Lars's age. The thing that no one brought up that I was shook with, how are Dan and Kevin the same Yes, age? I know. I was looking on Reddit before. I've been looking at Reddit all day. I Just like too much, but... Yeah, there was like a whole discussion about Dan's age. And not to say that Dan doesn't look good. He looks great. But it's just so interesting how him and Kevin can be the same age and yet they represent almost two completely different types of people. They really do. I mean, I've got a bit of a crush. I'm not seeing him on any other shows, but Dan's a bit sexy. Kevin is ageless. Like, you could tell me Kevin was in his 20s and I'd believe you. Yeah, literally. It's the Asian in him. Hot, not smart. Um, mm-hmm. Then, of course, we get the, ooh, still in the funeral march, did Johnny Bananas trust the most? <laughs> Which was amazing. Like, that lived rent-free in my head all week. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I still, in both versions, I was like, I don't know what they said. <laughs> my brain was just not processing. I was still just like, wow. Because I think it didn't it doesn't help that they the, in the lead-up to them, they're just like, oh. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, they're just doing the same thing. I don't know. I, I think it was just extra ludicrous because, like, the name he goes by is Johnny Bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, And, like, true. just hearing them, Johnny Bananas, trust the most. I was like, oh, my God, this is so unserious. Is there a third Johnny something in reality TV that isn't Fair Play or Johnny Bananas? I mean, probably. Yeah, but I just... Johnny's re- out there. Yeah, because I was thinking just like the jo- Johnny something. I'll, I'll discover the entomology of Johnny something one day. We'll love it. We love it. Um. Anyway, look, there's a lot of blah, blah, blah. Um. <laughs> but we, uh, everyone's still thinking, everyone at this point's like, Ekansu, she's a traitor. The final three, who's going to be murdered? Is it Ekansu, MJ or Parvati? It's a unanimous decision that MJ was murdered because Ekansu, obviously a traitor, Parvati <laughs> copping a lot of heat. Um, and then, you know, we see Dan be like, well, I guess we're not getting any money because I can't be the one person who doesn't think MJ was murdered. They were shooketh yeah. when Ekansu dies here. <laughs> I know, which is just so funny because they did, because... This is what I was surprised about what they did in the UK. I know we're doing lots of comparisons, but hey, it's to do with these results. They were very similar. Uh, But 
In the UK one, they did a traitor, the person who got murdered, and basically a rando at this at that point in time. While this was actually the person who got murdered, the person who actually probably could also have been murdered and a traitor. And so it did actually split the sort of, well, it didn't split, but, you know, it 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 was, everybody was so certain it was the wrong person. While in the UK one, everybody was so certain it was definitely the person that got murdered because oh, it, there's no way it was the other people. Yeah. They was, it was split all over the place in the UK, whereas Deport- here, oh. this is, this is the only one that was a unanimous vote. It was all over the place. No, no, but I guess my point is, is that they, they had basically the person who was murdered, who got no votes, but they also picked a person who most definitely in everybody's mind was going to get yeah, votes. Okay. So while in the other one, it was three rando, well, not three randos, but, you know, because they threw in a person who wasn't even going to get murdered or wasn't even a suspect, it sort of actually threw more into the mix. While this was mm. like, well, obviously it's the person who was loud at the last round table, you know. Yeah, yeah. Little do they know she's being protected by Phaedra. <laughs> um, so everyone should, Peter, pretty Pete, comes out pretty strongly here and says, MJ must be the traitor. If she wasn't murdered, it's got to be her. I don't think that the logic is... No, it's not flawed. ...is super wrong, yeah. I mean, like, he doesn't know this, but consistently there has been a traitor in on in those final three. Um, why is MJ not murdered? If she's such an obvious murder target, it's either she's a traitor or she's close to one. So I don't hate his logic. What What did you think about Ek and Sue as the choice for murder here? Uh, oh, it was a bit rando, wasn't it? Like, there wasn't really, which I do miss. I did see on Reddit people were like, in the first seasons of all of these shows, they re- the traders really did go hard on just doing things for chaos's sake. So out of the blue, out of the blue, out of the blue, which did actually sustain them for long enough periods of time. I think as we keep talking about how the meta keeps evolving, obviously they're sort of thinking about a lot of things a lot sooner. Uh, so in some ways, you know, Ekansu, she wasn't, really was she even in anyone's back pocket she was sort of a bit of an outlier in terms of the broader context of these stars like she's an english star uh she is also as i pointed out last week she's one of she's the youngest woman i think she's the only person who's either she's in her late very late 20s or very early 30s uh so yeah she was a full outlier and i feel like while yes on paper she would blend in with most of them seamlessly it seems to be that the game she was playing just didn't mesh with it, what anybody else did. So in some ways, yeah, it's good. In some ways, it's bad. She's, a, I guess, this new archetype of, like, useless faithful that keeps pop- cropping up. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I, I think in the short term, this is best for poverty. Ek and Sue seem to be one person who really trusted poverty. She said, I love you. I know you're not a traitor. Um, so I guess in the Wilf school of befriend and betray, why would Parvati murder the one person who likes her? Yeah. Um, I think in the long term, it suits Dan the best because mm. he's now someone who who was more loyal to Parvati than him is gone. Yeah. And there's no tracing it back to him. I think 
for Phaedra, it's not terrible. It's not yeah. a disaster, but it does seem to have um, helped in the gamers' yeah. um, move to target the housewives. Yeah, basically Ekansu would have been a great piece in the housewives versus gamers narrative if they, let's say, they wanted mm. to target Janelle, who seems to be getting a lot more heat from them out of the gamers' alliance, I guess you'd say. Yes. So, yeah, so unfortunately Parv removed a piece that, yes, you're right, in some ways short-term very beneficial, but in the long term, she would have been detrimental to their overall groupings game. Mm, mm, yeah, no, I'm, I agree. So now Ekin Sue's off the table, who pr- everyone was pretty much happy to banish here, um, which I guess is an argument not to to murder her. But I, I again, I think, in, as I said, in the long term for Dan, it works well. In the short term for Parv, it's fine. Um, we're now scrambling to find who we're going to vote out next. I think it's quite interesting that Dan man- has managed to lose all the heat he had on him. We see him being more active and talkative without ever really throwing a name out. He's at least mm. trying to get conversations started. So, so good for him. Yeah. Good for him, Phil. Yeah. Well, it's that thing, though. I feel like we talk about it all the time. Um you just need that initial suspicion on you and then you have something to work off of. The worst thing is trying to dial it back after you've been playing for a week, one, some kind of way. And yeah. And luckily Dan does have, you know, the eyes and ears of multiple people as well, sort of actually telling him, Hey, this is the perception of you. Like they, I would say this gamer Alliance is so fortunate to have Sandra around. Yes. She's doing the same thing she's done in, every single season she's ever been on she's uh basically amazing social game she's giving intel she's helping you out i think uh yeah great great job sandra love her um but yeah i feel like yeah dan is benefiting so much from that initial suspicion and now learning and developing yeah. based on like- that as you say, I mean, on the gamer side, Janelle's not afraid to make enemies, all right? Yeah. She's not afraid to tell the housewives she hates them. The feeling is mutual. The housewives haven't seemed to like poverty from day one. Sandra, even though she is deeply embedded within the Gamers Alliance, is still, and we hear from her, working with the housewives. And yeah. she doesn't like Larsa as much. And she also sees that Larsa's the head honcho, so she's willing to go with that. So we see that Larsa is rallying the housewives, saying that it's this strong alpha man trying to toss up between Dan and CT. Meanwhile, we've got the gamers who are chatting to the himbos, Bergie and Kevin. And Parvati is actually the one who throws out the name Larsa. Um, You know, she... She is the only reason not to murder MJ is because you're working with her and she's got your back. So it's got to be a housewife. And and Janelle brings up this bizarre thing about mm-hmm. how like Larsa had done a cheers to Marcus, which yeah. does, seems like total fake evidence to me, Phil. Yeah. Oh, fully. I know it's because wait, that happened well before anything had happened, right? You know, though. Yeah. yeah. Totally, like, <laughs> I was like, that was any of it. It was no. like, well, well, and hey, to be fair, what it was just like the day before. So maybe in Janelle's mind, she was like, well, I'm looking at the scope of the whole entire day. 
Uh, yeah, she. <laughs> but maybe you know, she was literally here. cheersing her boyfriend partner, and everybody cheers. Like what literally. she gas like gas in the air, just like poisoned everybody, and then picked from there. It was very backwards. Yeah, weird. I guess so. It was the morning of, and I, I you know, we know that consistently and traditionally the traitors always murder after the round table. Mm -hmm. If they could murder at any time, then yes, okay, maybe Larsa could have murdered at breakfast by cheersing her boyfriend who just died. I don't know. (laughs) But it seems like a stretch. I don't think Janelle cares. I think she just wants to get rid of Larsa. Um, And we get this really, I think this is the pivotal moment. So Sandra has been over marinating the housewives, Mm -hmm. but Janelle manages to catch her in the hallway Yep. And says, it's Larsa. Like, we're, we're voting for Larsa. So yep. Sandra's like, sweet. But then Larsa announces to the housewives, plus Sandra, okay, the name we're going to go for is CT. And Sandra goes into full overdrive. CT, yep. CT is my man. He is one of my numbers. I don't care for Larsa anyway. And she immediately goes running around. She's rallying the himbos. Everyone, we're voting for Lassa. Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking about, I feel like there was a moment where, uh, sorry, going back to sort of Sandra's relationship with the housewives, I feel like they had, there was a little moment where they were like walking back into the manor and uh, she was with MJ. And I feel like maybe someone like MJ is actually more the per- type of person that Sandra, one, can relate to. And that's sort of why she, that's her in. So obviously, yeah, someone like Lassa, yeah, go away. Like, I don't think Sandra's ever played with somebody who's on the level of any of the housewives, you know, she's always played with the underdog types, you know, the, the, yes. the quirky kids. Uh, but then in saying that, yes. Yeah, so yeah, help CT out, helps her, her alliance. Good job. It's like classic Sandra playbook. She's amazing. She's, she's doing the most. And to bring in some of the, the hot tips from our housewives expert, Nick. Um, so the most unhinged of the housewives here is Phaedra. Phaedra <laughs> is a um, chronic liar, a drama queen. Um, she apparently wrong her once and she will destroy you. So Phaedra, Phaedra is the nutter. Larsa is also apparently quite unhinged. Yes. Um, and uh, according to Nick, would never, ever, ever have murdered her boyfriend. They have a codependency problem. According to Larsa, they have sex four times a night. Um, <laughs> um, meanwhile, Sheree is supposedly, and all, not this is all, again, I'm getting third hand. Sheree is profoundly unintelligent. <laughs> Um, and Tamra, Tamra is not that bright either. So I think if you are targeting someone here, you want to target Phaedra or Larsa. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is so funny. Even, and not to skip to the end, but even the sort of, Sheree sort of is quite funny, but when she did her, pulled her, I'm going to vote for John because I need some time to think about it. And then at the very end, she's like, you guys are yeah. killing me. And it's like, what have you done? What, what are you, you even doing? Sheree? Exactly. What <laughs> are you doing? Whatever. Here? What are you doing? You're killing us. So we enter the round table. Parvati is on the war path against the housewives. And 
it's Sandra who has rallied the troops. Um, if, you know, is Sandra the Napoleon and poverty is the, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Janelle opens up the round table with her very flimsy <laughs> evidence about the cheersing. Um, mm. Lars is like, well, I think you're weird and I think it's weird how selfish you are living for the petty here. This is a very petty round table, wasn't it? It is. I'm just so laughing petty. at it. Like, it's so funny. Um, Lars says, it's a big guy, alpha male, who's threatened by other men. It's you, CT. You're an actor. Um... <laughs> And then, yeah, Parvati accuses all the housewives of being actors. Says <laughs> they get scripts. Oh my god, Phaedra did not like this one. She goes, "Don't do that, Parvati." <laughs> Disastrous. Other um, highlights: Kevin doesn't like the strong male alpha theory, and MJ's like, "Of course you don't, because that would fit you, <laughs> Kevin." Why would you think I'm insecure and threatened by other men? Everyone <laughs> makes meaningful eye contact with each other. <laughs> and um, and Kevin tells, I think, Tamara, that if I was a traitor, I would murder you first. I find you highly annoying. <laughs> messy boots. This whole thing was messy boots. It's, uh, it's, it's like, especially when you sort of describe it play by play like that it is hilarious it's just so funny because they're all saying these things dead serious as well I know, I know. They're, they're like no poverty <laughs> <laughs> i find you highly annoying <laughs> you know, it's just you're weird <laughs> your face is weird yeah it's just oh i just i just okay. love it because the first season oh well i guess because i had civilians but it never got like that like rachel and kate was the closest thing to it right yeah i mean honestly throw in a bunch of housewives himbos and then like some of our most feisty um our most feisty gamers and this is what you get yeah, no, I I think, hey, casting already won an, won an Emmy for season one. I mm. might think that they might win it for season two. And I think this is exactly the right combination of reality stars for all of this. You can't, TV shows can't get Oscars, can they? But No, <laughs> just, just, just Emmys, unfortunately. But, you know, best, best uh, actress in a drama series. Hey, some of yes. these guys might be competing for that. I love it. So the votes are all over the place because the um, because the housewives can't get it together. All of the gamers plus Himbo's Bergie and Kevin vote for Larsa. But meanwhile, the housewives are splitting on CT, Kevin, <laughs> John, Himbo <laughs> Peter sticks to his take on MJ, like, Honestly, messy. My favorite, um, you have to tell me, my, your, my favorite voting confessional here was was John, yes. old mate John, who, who t- says about Kevin, I think you're an immensely capable guy acting a part. John, <laughs> as someone who has watched all the seasons of Bling Empire, let me assure you, <laughs> he is not a capable man. He yeah. really is that unintelligent. <laughs> He, I, he is not acting apart. <laughs> oh, I do love this idea of you're an actor, 
Yeah. Are there any of them good actors? No. No. What roles are they playing? You know, it's like this. Uh, this like it's 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 so funny to me. It's like you guys all act or you act like this. It's like this is so different. Um, but I do like that they just latch onto this as a piece of evidence that they're capable of doing things. But I just love that everybody's quote unquote acting experience is constantly brought up. You know, Harvard yeah. is technically an actress, wasn't she? Into like uh. Blue Crush or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. They've all done a guest on The Bold and the Beautiful at yeah. some point. Like, please. Um, but uh, And also Phaedra's whole shtick about how the housewives could never be traitors. They're so pure. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but th- so, so Larsa goes out here and this seems to have really lit a fire under the housewives. You know, Sheree says we're all getting played by the gamers. Tamara wants the housewives to stick together like they weren't already. Like, I mean, they only talk to each other. They just don't vote together. But I think, and I thought they would be coming more for Parv here, but Sheree is, is she's looking at Janelle. They're still, yeah. Janelle, I think, could be their next target. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like, unfortunately, and do you know what I would say? Like, Parv looks very, looks great. Uh, you could think that Parv is maybe 32, like, our age, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like it's really easy to sort of just lump Parv with the Ekansu sort of uh, Pete. Bergy sort of people in terms of age but I feel like Janelle is actually the most going back to this sort of the strong men are targeting strong men sort of business Janelle is the most like a housewife without having been on housewives and unfortunately she doesn't play their game either so it's almost like having a, a housewife in the housewife alliance or well a housewife cast on the show who literally does not give two Fs about the other housewives. And I think that's yeah. what triggers them. It, it is. They they are threatened by what they see in the mirror and she is the easiest one to kill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Janelle has looked the same for, well, reasonably looked the same for like 20 years or whatever. You know, she she's always been that uh, blonde bombshell character. And so, yeah, I just I just feel like they just hate it. Uh, yeah, I'm worried for Jeanette. If they get it together. I mean, I'm not that worried for her because all housewives would have to vote together and they would have to get the himbos on board. Well, they've already pissed off Kevin because they're yep. fighting with him constantly. Yep. Bergie is obsessed with Sandra and doing whatever she wants to do. Yep. Um, John Pete, Pete loves poverty, is a non-entity. He? Well, yeah, and Pete's, Pete reckons it's MJ. Yeah, so, so I, they're all screwed. I, they're screwed. They're completely screwed. Um, now, the only other piece we got here, and I thought it, this must play out at some point, is this moment outside in the gazebo with Trishel and CT. Mm. And Trishel says, "It's the trader has got to be a housewife. And CT suggests that the gamers are getting picked off because the majority of the traitors are non-gamers. He's incorrect yep. here, but I think this is foreshadowing that this is going to be a super tight pair. Yes. And also, I'm so sorry, Trishel. We keep forgetting. <laughs> I totally keep forgetting she's there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I feel like, you know, using our beautiful TV goggles, this is definitely sort of nuggets of sort of a breakdown of something to do with the housewives' downfall. Uh, 
it's just sort of funny because you would think also that maybe having played enough of the challenge that maybe these two would have thought then the reverse sort of like the, I can't remember the term, but you know, they're making us think this way because the double bluff, the double bluff, that's it. So, you know, maybe you would like to think that maybe that could be the case that they could think in that way. But clearly right now, I guess everybody's acting just so crazy that you can only think superficially. Totally. And you know that not all housewives are going to go out. They no. just need, they're just going to want to get enough of them out that they're no longer a threatening block. Yeah. Um, but up in Traitor's Tower, <laughs> Chili Philly, it, we don't see a lot. In fact, I don't think Parvati gets a word out. And T- Dan just is like, oh, what happened? But Phaedra is going off. <laughs> no one likes you, Parvati. Everyone says you're a bleep traitor. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny because I feel like the no one likes you uh, insult is like so base, base level. There's actually no grounds for which I'm trying to insult you, insult. And so it is just so funny. It's like, no one even likes you, Harvati. <laughs> it's like, sure, okay. And it's, and not to sort of step out of the reality of it, but like, I guess a lot of, uh, of these guys doing interviews or like they're doing a lot of posting online, but, you know, uh, I feel like, uh, Ekin Sue was very salty at Parv for some reason. So, like, I feel like, oh, well, maybe it's because she, mur- she murdered yeah, her. Yeah, maybe because she murdered her, I don't know. But, you know, it's it's so interesting because in this US format, for some reason it generates a lot of salt. Mm. Well, and, I think they're salty people as well. Yeah. They're, they're, and they want to keep it going. I mean, Bananas is irrelevant at this point and he's still... <laughs> going off on Dan Geesling weeks later. <laughs> like, they just want attention. I Like, who knows what's real and what's for attention? Do you, I, I want more, we, absolutely. Like, so, I mean, we can theorise over who they're going to murder because we didn't get a lot, but I don't care. What I want to do here is social media highlights. <laughs> what was your favourite ridiculous social media drama that has come out of this in the last Oh, uh, God. I feel like this too much what was yours so i had two uh number one was phaedra saying that um ct is her man yes daddy yes i saw everybody's like are they dating (laughs) no they are not dating (laughs) (laughs) i had but as i was watching it because i watched it after i saw people talking about it's like what what connection is there here yeah well we did see in episode one i think she was saying that she had a bit of a crush on ct she oh, thought true. he was a bit of all that so i did enjoy that but no undoubtedly my favorite was Larsa doing a podcast and saying that the only reason janelle was targeting her was <laughs> yeah. because she was jealous of how, what amazing television Larsa makes <laughs> and that she was getting all of the screen time even though there was no way to tell at this point who was getting what screen time and Janelle has got like four times as much screen time as Larsa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's this thing, I, I I don't think I quite know the sort of origins of it, but there is this thing online called Janellacy 
and I don't I can't remember if it's in association of people it's constantly talking about yeah constantly talking about Janelle like as in the contestants on the show constantly just mm. like because I think every season Janelle's been on she's had this random click of like other people who absolutely despise her um because she's Janelle and so uh, yeah the Janellacy is real this is what I mean mm. the housewives and Janelle it's because she's so similar to them Woman on woman violence. I get it. Like I, of all the online games I've played in real life games I've played, I've never, ever, ever been betrayed by a male ally. It's always the women who come for me. There's Anna, <laughs> Annabella C. <laughs> the Annabella C is real. Stop woman on woman violence. <laughs> Um, look, this was a super fun week. We've got another episode that's going to be dropping soon. Um, Phil, what else have you got going on and where can people find you? Um, so you can follow me, uh, at Chili Philly on Instagram or at the Chili Philly on Twitter. Um, yes. So next week, me and Mel B are doing the final. It's so sad. We finally managed to get the podcast (laughs) under an hour and 15 minutes. Um, but yeah, we have our final recap um, after the finale, which uh, of a Traders UK, which uh, it's been super fun to talk to Mel every week as well. Um, so sad that you get so many mentions in the podcast, so it's almost like you are there. Um, and then obviously you can still watch my show, Chill with Phil on Wow Presents Plus. Uh, what about you, Annabelle? We love it. We love it. We love it. Um, uh, once you have finished listening to Chili Philly and Mel on Babes on the Brink talk about Traitors UK, you can come over and listen to the far inferior version where <laughs> Puya and I talk about the Traitors UK on reality TV <laughs> wrap ups. Um, please, if you haven't already subscribed to Babes on the Brink, left us a five-star review that would be lovely we're just getting kicked off and um i literally live for attention and praise um so please please leave us some love um also traitors season two australia drops on bbc iplayer tomorrow Um, so that's exciting everybody you can all go and watch that but we love you Thank you for staying faithful, everybody. And we will chat next week. Bye. Um, Bye.